Thanks for joining the One Cause Church podcast, Building a Better Life. For more information about our church, service times, and resources, please check us out on the web at www.onecausechurch.com. You can also search One Cause Church on Facebook and on Twitter. God bless you. Yeah, this is a series that while they're doing What is Love in the youth services, we're going to be doing the awakening here in our service. So that begins next week. I'm very excited about it. I want to say thank you to our extraordinary media team for doing what they do. God bless you guys. Yeah. All right. Woo. Now listen, I know what you're thinking right now. Pastor, we've had a long service already. It's almost noon. How long are you going to preach? I used to sit there too. I know what it's like. And we'll just leave it a mystery. That's, <laughs> That's not the answer you wanted to hear, is it? No, I've got just a couple of things I want to get to you before we get out of here today. I've really got some good things um, for you. And I want, to, I want to encourage you to go to um, Uversion. If you have that Bible app on your phone or iPad or iPod, whatever you use there electronically, and you can follow our notes this morning. And, uh, but I want to encourage everyone here to take their Bibles and turn quickly over to um, Je- uh, Deuteronomy, that is, and chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. I want to encourage all of you that um, are new to One Cause Church and you haven't been through our membership class to do that. As, as Heather was saying, talking about um, being able to answer questions that you have about our church and what we do, but it's also a place where you can find out where you fit. And uh, we have lots of areas here where you can get involved and serve and in many capacities, and we're always looking to help you grow in your service to God. That's what this church is here for, to, to equip you to be ministers for the kingdom of God. And so we want to give you opportunity to, to get your hands in the work, because here's the thing, if you get your hands in the work, you'll take ownership of what you do. And you'll, you'll love your church that much more by being involved, not just by simply attending. Although I love that you attend, I think it's wonderful. But, but the greater thing is to be involved. And, and be a contributor financially, service-wise, how, however, and, and give all yourself to the house of God. And today I want to just, I've titled this message, That You May Prosper, and I want to talk to you a little bit about prosperity. And, um, and I'm happily a prosperity preacher, unashamedly a prosperity preacher. Now, I preach the Word of God on every level, preach salvation, through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The gospel is this. Christ died for our sins. He was buried, and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And whoever believes on him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's, I love the gospel of Jesus. I love that. I love that. It's just that simple that if we just believe, we receive eternal life. We believe in him, believe in his effort, that he is the only way. Then we have this free grace come to our lives. We preach Jesus, and we preach every... But see, through Jesus, we have to understand... You understand that when you preach Jesus, you have to understand what Jesus brings into your life. And He brings a lot of good. A lot of good. And one of those things is prosperity. One of those things we mentioned today was healing. And the same afternoon that Jesus Christ's blood was shed to take away your sins, His 
He took stripes on his back intentionally so that you would receive healing. And let me also say this. He also took a crown of thorns upon his head that broke the curse of poverty. That was on purpose that he took those, that crown of thorns because he is, the Bible says, the last Adam. The first Adam screwed it all up for us. All right? And so but by him, the Bible says that death came to everybody. But one of the curses was God said, be, cursed be the ground. Cursed be the ground. And so thorns and thistles came up from the ground as a result. And he said, Adam, by the sweat of your brow, you're going to eke out an existence. You're going to have to work hard to produce anything. But the last Adam came and took that curse of thorns upon his brow, shed blood so that you don't have to work and strive to eke out an existence. He came to bless you, to prosper you. And every place that Christ bled was intentional. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 9 says that Christ became poor. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might be rich or well supplied. All right? Now, I've looked this up, I've studied this out, I've had debates, all kinds of stuff over this subject of what this means that Christ made us rich. And I can't help but the more I've studied, the more I've found in the Greek, that word rich means outward materialistic wealth. There's no other way to say it. I mean, no other way to see it. He became poor so that you could have outward materialistic wealth. Now listen, I didn't write that. Praise God. Just discovered it one day by studying the Bible. And I found out that I've been lied to for many years. I've been lied to about poverty, that poverty was next to godliness. I come to find out that's just ain't all that, that's not all that true. Matter of fact, I don't see that true at all. That it's important that the church of the living God use the resources called money and, and, and financial wealth so that we can establish God's kingdom on the earth. What's wrong with that? We've been lied to too long. We've been duped into believing something else. He's still my friend? All right, now that's one scripture, but we're going to look over, uh, what did I say to go to? Oh, Deuteronomy, yeah. Okay, let's go look at Deuteronomy, chapter 8. Deuteronomy, and verse 18, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get, say it loud, wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers. Now let me remind you who your fathers were. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All right? Let me just stop right there for a moment and tell you that Galatians says in chapter 3, actually Miss Nancy talked about that, that Christ became a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham would come upon the Gentiles. Interesting. It used to just be for the Jews. But because of what Jesus did, that blessing came to all of us. What was that blessing? That pronouncement that God gave Abraham a long time ago, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. As a matter of fact, Abraham, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All right? So God showed us that that blessing that was upon Abraham, which made him extremely rich, is upon you as well. So it's important that we see this. Back to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. It says <clears throat> that you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore by to your fathers as it is this day. Now, at one time, this did just apply to the Israelites, but no longer. Now, through Christ, it applies to us. So God gives us today the power to get wealth, all right? And the Hebrew word for wealth, is a, it's powerful. It means wealth. 
But I, I really want to give you the Hebrew word for power here, more than wealth, the word power. Now, you, you guys have heard me talk about the power of the tongue, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21, that says, death and life are where? In the power of the tongue. Some people say, well, death and life are in the power of the devil. No, that's not what the Bible teaches. Death and life are in the power of God. No, the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Ah, see, I mean, that makes us so responsible for what we say. I would, just, I would love to just blame God, right? I would love to just say, well, it's His sovereign will, and whatever happens, happens. We're all just pawns, and it doesn't matter what happens. No, He made us responsible for what comes out of our mouth. And, and what He taught us about what we're saying is that whatever you're talking about, you're attaching your life to that. Like the kid in Christmas story who stuck his tongue to the frozen flagpole, right? He was going no further than his tongue. Whatever his tongue was stuck to, he was stuck to, all right? And the Bible teaches that in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, it says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. That word power is the Hebrew word yod. Everybody say yod. Y-A-D, and it means hand, all right? I had the early service do this. Can you entertain me a little bit too? Can you do this for me? Okay, so this is the picture that we get. Life and death are in the hand of the tongue. So you see, you see then whatever you're, you're talking about, whatever your tongue is talking about, you're attaching yourself to. Right? It might be that the problem in your marriage is because you keep talking about divorce. That might be the problem. It might be the reason you can't get a promotion at the jobs is because all you ever do is talk bad about your boss and how you can't ever get ahead. Well, if that's what you say, then that's what you get. It shouldn't be any mystery to us that our words are that powerful. In the very beginning of the Scriptures, it teaches us that we were made in God's image, made in His image, like Him. That means however He operates, you operate. When God speaks, things happen. So when you speak, things happen. Right? And that little tongue in your mouth, James said it's like a little bitty rudder on a huge ship. That little thing can move that massive ship. And your little tongue can move your big life and take you to places either places you want to go or don't want to go. Either way, the abundance of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is speaking. So it's important that what you're getting in your heart. You put the right kind of deposit so that you can make the right withdrawal when the time comes. Can you receive this today? This word here in Deuteronomy chapter 8, this Hebrew word is not the word yod. It's the word koak. Can you help me again? Say koak. So today you've learned two Hebrew words. Isn't that awesome? Aren't you glad you came to church? You learned Hebrew today. Yod and koak. Kowak is, it's a big word, but one of the primary definitions of the word kowak is chameleon. Chameleon. Now, let's look at this. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you chameleon to get wealth. What? Chameleon? Now, we can talk about the negative side of being a chameleon, because what does a chameleon do? It adapts to its environment. Whatever it covers, a, a leaf or a branch or, or grass or whatever, it begins to look like that, right? You can't even see these things. They just start looking like. And so we as Christians, we don't want to look like the world because we are the light of the world, as the Bible teaches us. So, and, and, and on the negative side of that, we don't want anything to do with being a chameleon, right? 
That is adapting to this, being conformed to this world. But here, God helps us here. It's He who gives you the power or the ability to adapt to wealth. Man, you had a real good opportunity to shout amen right there, and you blew it. It is He who gives you the ability to adapt this chameleon. That is, when you see the promise of God, you begin to speak that promise of God over your life. I mean, keep talking about your circumstances and just keep staying in your circumstances. Or you can say something else. You can take God at His word, begin to declare those promises, and watch your life begin to adapt to His way of doing business in the earth, to His promise in your life, to His word that is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Can you see this connection, how important it is? What's coming out of your mouth is determining your life. And so what you must see, as far as your finances go, as far as your prosperity goes, you must see that God is the one who gives you the ability. That's the first step to having a prosperous life. Understand that every good thing in your life didn't come because you're some super awesome person. It, it came because God is awesome and because God is good. And the Bible says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning, which means God is going to be good. He was good, is good, and He's always going to be good. And you can plan on tomorrow when you get up that God's still going to be good. And when you get up Tuesday, He's going to still be good. And He's going to keep uh, doing everything He can to get the good things into your life. But listen, He needs your help. He needs you to act like you believe what He says and say what He says. Faith is not silent. Faith just doesn't sit back and... No, faith has a voice. Faith has a declaration. We also having the same spirit of faith as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Just like the moment you gave your heart to Christ, whoever believes, the, the Word of God says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. It's believing and confessing. Believing and speaking. All right? So what is it that you're saying about your, your personal prosperity? What do you believe about that? There's a lot of stuff out there that's telling you something, but let, what does the Word of God say? What does the Bible say? Christ became a curse. Christ became poor. Why did he do that? Because the great exchange was taking place in Jesus. A great exchange. He became poor so that you would become rich. He became wounded so that you would become healed. He became a curse so that you would become blessed. He became the son of man so that we could become sons of God. Hallelujah. Does this help you so far? Amen. And he became sin so that you could become righteousness. I love that Jesus didn't just become a sinner. That wasn't the problem. It wasn't our acts. It wasn't what we were doing was the problem. It was our condition. We were dead in sin. We were dead. So it didn't matter what we did, it wasn't good. 
It might have looked good, but it was dead. But Christ came and became sin. He fixed our condition. Not so that we could become somebody who does righteous acts. No, our very being would change. We would become righteousness so that we could be empowered then to have this new nature, to live the kind of life that God called us to live. Woo! Don't you love the scripture? It says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. I don't understand why people are always trying to get sinners to confess sin. The sinner confesses Jesus is Lord. Hello! Besides that, if the guy's got to confess his sins, he might die before he gets them all confessed. I mean, you think about this. I mean, there's a man dying in his gasping breath, hanging on a cross right next to Jesus. If this is so important that we got to get all these sins confessed, this guy's got minutes to live at this point. His whole life has been one big sin, right? And now he is paying the consequences, paying for his crime. He's a thief. He's a robber. He has every... He has, now, he's supposed to be there. He's paying for... But, but Jesus isn't supposed to be there. He came there voluntarily. He's totally innocent, but he's dying a criminal's death. Your crime. Dying a criminal's death. And there's a man next to... Lord. You know, I even know how to pray. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. He doesn't even have... He doesn't, he doesn't, this guy hasn't got a theological degree. He just sees something about him. And he recognizes that this is no ordinary man. No ordinary man. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Nice try. But let's, um, let's talk about what you did wrong here for a while. <sighs> no. That's all Jesus needed. Today, you're going to be with me. In paradise. In paradise. It's like all his whole record just went away. Every wrong thing that he ever did just went away when he said, Lord, Lord. Everything just went away. Woo! It is all about him. And your prosperity is all about Him. It's not about you. It's not about you. That's why I encourage you to let Him be who He is through you. Let Him be God through Let Him prosper you exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. I've told you this before, but it's important that we revisit this again. If you pray, and I know this all sounds good. It all sounds okay on the surface. Lord, just I don't ask for much. I'm just asking for my needs met. Just meet my needs. I that's all I need, Lord. I'm, I'm pretty simple. I'm pretty easy going. Don't ask for much. I'm low maintenance, Jesus. Hmm? I don't ask for much. Just meet my needs. Really? So you're living your life entirely for yourself? And all your prayer is simply for yourself? That sounds humble, but it's the, I, it's the definition of selfishness. 
if you just want your needs met, how are you going to meet other people's needs? How are you going to have any, anything to help other people? That's why God has established a system and he's given you the ability to adapt to that system called wealth. So, so it doesn't matter then who's in Washington, D.C., and it doesn't matter what kind of economy is happening because your life is connected to, stuck to another reality. And so God gives you power to get wealth so then you then can express his glory in the earth so that you can truly not just be blessed, but then in turn be a blessing. You know that scripture that says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, right? Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And see, he said, prove me in this. See if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing there will not be room enough to receive it. Now, that's wonderful. We get excited about, yeah, not room enough to receive it. But I wonder how many of us are already there. I wonder how many of, of, are already there when you go out to your garage and you've got boxes of stuff you go up in your attic and it's full of stuff. And you're going, oh God, bless me. You got to get a bigger house. I don't know what else to do. Give it away. Yeah, don't store right. it up in some dusty attic. If it's, if it's in a box somewhere, then it's not meant for you to have it. If you don't know what to do with it, get rid of it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Get rid of it. Bless somebody else. Oh, but Pastor Eric, my grandma gave me this and that and this so and so. And this is all, this is, it's like my kids. They want to keep everything. I mean, I wadded up a piece of paper. This is special. That's special? Throw it in the trash. That's garbage. What are you talking about? Not everything is special. When you die, that's staying here. I'm not going with you. It's stuff. It's stuff. Don't get wrapped up in stuff. Live your life. Live it for Him. It says there will be not, not room enough to receive it. That means once you get to that place, everything else that comes in overflowing must go out of you to others. That's what that blessing is for. No, so that we can just keep on getting me, 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 more, 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 more for me. Hey, no, listen, this is the world. God teaches you how to get wealthy. How? Release it. Don't hoard it. Get rid of it. Give it. See if I won't do something spectacular for you. Woo! Some of us are holding on to stuff that we should have let go on of a long time ago. You felt that tugging in your heart? You know, when you open up your wallet at offering time and that $5 bill is so much easier to give than that $100 bill? Oh, man, that ain't, that, you don't even have to think about that. Oh, yeah, there you go. Like I heard Dr. Uh, John Maxwell was talking about a man in his church who was tithing $100 every month, $100 every month, and his, his, his business began to prosper. And it prospered so much so that he started making 10 times what he was making. And so then he came to, <laughs> to John Maxwell and said, um, I'm really having a hard time here. He said, I could tithe $100, but $1,000? Mm, that's difficult. And he said, well, can I pray with you? He said, sure. He said, Lord, I pray that all this promotion that's happened to my brother, that all that would just go away so that he could go back to just tithing $100. And he, he said, no, 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 never mind. I, I, I can give the money. That's fine. I'm, 
Easy, easy, I can do that. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And God has opened up a way for us to prosper His way. Abraham wouldn't let anybody make him rich. He said, no, God's the one that makes me rich. He, people tried to give him handouts. He said, no, I don't, I don't need you saying you made me rich. I'm in covenant with God. That's all I need. Won't you say that with me? I'm in covenant with God. That's all I need. The job isn't my resource, though it's a blessing, but ultimately, I'm in covenant with God, and that's all I need. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Hallelujah. If you would, just bow your head for just a moment as we're getting ready to, to go from here. Pastor Brandon's going to come in just a moment and dismiss you in prayer. But I, I, just every head bowed and every eye closed for just a second. I, I really, um, the Lord wants to minister to you for a moment. If you're here today and you're in a place in your finances where you, you need help right now where you are, I want to I pray for you. The Lord is here to minister to you right where you are. He's a very present help in time of need, and he has an answer for you. He has an answer for you. So if you're here and you acknowledge, say, Pastor Eric, I, I, I've got to have a breakthrough in my finances. I'm in a place right now where I'm struggling, I'm running. I've got more month than money, and I, I need that to change. Are you here? Just raise your hand high for me. I want to pray with you. Yeah, all over this building. Father, I thank you right now that Jesus Christ broke that curse of poverty off of our lives. He broke that curse of lack. He is the God of more than enough. And I declare more than enough this year in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that you are able. And today we connect our faith with a God who is well able. We might not know how to get it done, but we know the one who knows how to get it done. Hallelujah. We know the one who can supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Father, today we receive right now what you did for us. We receive that truth that Christ became poor so that we could become rich. And Father God, I thank you for enriching your people. I thank you for giving them ideas. I thank you, Lord, for launching business in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for bringing resources to them and through them. That that pronouncement that you, bless, that you pronounced over Abraham is even over your people today. They are blessed and they will be a blessing. We thank you, Father God. And Lord, we just make a commitment to you today, God, to be givers. To not, to not, not give based on fear of whether things are good or bad. We give because God is good to us. We give because we love God because we know that he's faithful to his word. We give to God because we believe Him. And Father God, I thank you right now, God, for your people being released into prosperity, released into financial abundance in the name of Jesus. Thank you for it, God. Thank you that you watch over your word to perform it. You watch over them. You see what they do. You see their faithfulness. You see their commitment, God. And you will not be mocked. You said, whatever a man sows, that he will reap. Let me encourage you today, ladies and gentlemen, don't sow sparingly. Sow bountifully. Because he who sows sparingly reaps sparingly, but whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. Pastor Brandon, come up here. Once again, thanks for joining the One Cause Church podcast, Building a Better Life. We invite you to check us out on the web at www.onecausechurch.com for upcoming events and information about us. God bless you.